You are listening to the regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, smrnation.com. You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex happens in the marriage bed. Here's your host, Dr. Corey Allen. Welcome back to another episode of Sexy Marriage Radio, where thanks again to the nation for all the birthday wishes last mm-hmm. week. Um, it's one of those things, is it, what occurred to me, Pam, you know, because turning 50. Yes. Um, there's a lot of uh, overlap and similarities to different aspects of our life. And what occurred to me was the idea that when we go traveling, you know, mm-hmm. we, we love road trips and traveling mm-hmm. across the country and the world. And um, anytime you cross a state line, like in our case, when you leave Texas and head into Oklahoma, uh, the southern part of Oklahoma looks a whole lot like the northern part of Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Did you so, just cross one of those lines? So 50 feels a whole lot like 49 yeah. right now yeah. uh, because you're just not far enough into it yet to really see what's different. And I think that's the way we are with people and in, mm. in our relationships and our the seasons of our life and the things that happen outside of major catastrophe or tra- tragedy things that just come up on mm-hmm. right away. A lot of the changes and a lot of things that happen uh, you're further into them before you recognize them. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with and that. And you can able to look back and go, well, that is, a, okay, look, look at, at that. that. And that's kind of what we're talking about here with Sexy Marriage Radio every, each and every week that we hang out with the nation. Mm-hmm. What are the changes? What are the, how do you look back at things and see and, and celebrate some of the wins and successes and even honor some of the losses and the failings, because I think that's where we learn absolutely that's a lot what of what happens. So, uh, once again, to the SMR Nation, welcome. Glad you're here with us. We love hearing from you. Um, what we want to know is what's on your mind. What topics do you've got? Questions you have? Call us at two one four seven zero two nine five six five. Feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. Join us on all the different platforms across this fair social media world. Mm-hmm. Uh, today, incidentally, is an Instagram only rapid fire again looking forward to that one um, that was a big hit uh, last month or five or six weeks ago when we did this last time and um, so if you're not following us on these come find us because there's lots of great conversations and great content coming on all the different platforms as well as my.smrnation.com so we hope you'll join us and we want to hear your voice and what's going on with you. So coming up on today's regular free version of Sexy Marriage Radio, as the aforementioned Instagram Q&A, we're going to see how far we can get through a bunch of these questions that we have. We are not at all going to get all of them. Uh-uh, no, there's a ton. <laughs> so, And on the extended version of Sexy Marriage Radio, which is deeper, longer, and there's no ads, you can sign up and learn more at smrnation.com forward slash Academy. Um, we're going to do a little more of a deep dive from some of the questions that were sent to me direct message in Instagram. Okay, that were more detailed. That'll go a little bit further. And so I've got five or six questions that have been submitted that uh, merit a little bit more time. And so you'll get an email. If you DM'd me with this, check your inbox uh, with a link to the the show for the extended content because we as always, if we cover something in the extended content and they're not a member, an academy member, which come join us. It's a great, mm-hmm. it's a great weekly benefit. Um, we'll get it to you. So that way you get the benefit of, of at least our thoughts 
So all that's coming up on today's show. So again, this is just as fast as we can go, right? Of let's cover them. Yep. But let's let's see how much ground we can cover. All right. I'm ready to roll. Let's go. All right. How can you make scheduling sex more sexy? Yeah, this is a, a one of those things that's been interesting lately. Uh, I've had a couple different emails about this too from other listeners or just coming across it. Um, and for some reason, the idea of scheduling makes it seem like it's going to be this whole. It's just another thing to do, and it's mm-hmm. another. But if you think about it, we all live lives via schedules, right? Of various things, right? And so this is just needing a chance to dispel the myth of. Is married life sex always what's depicted in the movies? No. The spontaneity, the just you you rip each other's clothes off and you fall into bed and you're just seamlessly transitioning from life into sex. That's not life. That's right. real, R-E-E-L, life. Right. Not real life. So it's, it's just kind of coming to grips with some couples. This really, really helps. It really works because they can grasp the idea of, I got something to look forward to, to anticipate. I could get myself there knowing, yeah, this is something that's coming up. This is going to be worth it. And then you can add the caveat of just because it's something scheduled on the calendar, as in like Thursday nights are busy time night or Wednesday night. I mean, it's hump day. Come on. Then <laughs> it's, you still can be spontaneous and adventurous with what you do. But you take some of the guesswork on, is it going to happen or not, out of it. And I think sometimes that can help So maybe it takes some loosen tension, a little bit. Yeah, it takes some tension and anxiety out just because both of you have agreed it's happening rather than, yeah. oh, am I going to get turned down tonight? And I think there always can still be the caveats of, hey, I know this is on the calendar. I need to reschedule because that's the way life is, mm-hmm. that if I'm beholden to something completely, it, it does kind of squash sometimes sure but if you've got this agreed upon let's try it out let's see and and see what can happen because if you knew thursday night was the night well maybe you started the morning differently knowing i want to start i'm going to start this process for me now meaning i'm thinking about it ahead of time on how i what i'm going to choose to wear Mm -hmm. what i'm going to choose to do today Mm -hmm. that can totally change the whole experience to where sexy becomes a different meaning and powerful sexy. Right. All right. The next one. How do you have safe anal sex, either male or female? And they, they say here consent being step one, obviously. Obviously. Yeah. Because this is one of those things that uh, it needs to be clearly communicated throughout the entire process. That's the mm-hmm. one thing I keep coming across with people that are, that are interested in exploring this, this avenue that, mm-hmm. uh, the biggest thing safely because an anus is a whole lot more tender tissue than a vagina. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, it's, it's riskier because of tearing and discomfort and mm-hmm. it just, there's a lot of different aspects to it. So lube, 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 and lots and lots of communication. And then the last thing that probably should have been beforehand, all of this is make sure you're both sufficiently warmed up and aroused because the arousal adds some levels of relaxation to the genitalia and the orifices in our body. Okay. It takes away some of the tension when I've got the blood flowing to all those areas better. Gotcha. So lots of communication all the way through it, knowing full well at any point it can be stopped. 
because of pain or discomfort or it's not something I'm in, you know, whatever it is, I can yeah. always change my mind and then that needs to be honored. Okay. All right. So need advice. When it comes to sex, my husband will always get off and won't even try to help me. Okay. So this is the, the classic one-sided sex mm-hmm. scenario where it is always, it seems like it's based just on his pleasure. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple different things that come right to my mind. And most of these are moves, not conversations. Okay. 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 Because obviously a conversation is an important thing of, hey, there seems to be this trend. Right. That it, this is just about you. What about me? I would like some focus on me. Maybe mm-hmm. we do that beforehand and maybe that can be at least level set outside of the experience. Most of the time when you want to have a conversation about something that you think is not going well in your sex life, don't do it right immediately following said sex life. Because it gets more heated or... We're more defensive yep. Yep. in that regard. We don't take those things well, right? Mm-hmm. As, as usual, rather than... We were, we've always been advocates, and this is what we've done in our marriage too over big issues, is we have lunchtime conversations about some of the things we know are a little more tenacious. Right. Or we go on walks mm-hmm. that we on things because it puts us in public and it puts stop points <laughs> for the conversation. But... Well, we're not staring at each other either. Good point. Um, So the conversation is the start, but then the ones that are the moves are, one, as you start the whole process and you follow whatever the natural script is you guys have have started doing, where it is just focused on him, change that sucker up Mm -hmm. and go, no, 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 we're not heading there yet. So you speak up, but then you change it up. Mm -hmm. And then the other, if you want to be so bold, is after he has gotten off before he actually gets off and out away from you, reach down and start taking care of a couple things yourself and see what that does Mm. on you and just try it out and just see, whoa, 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 you're welcome to hang out. Uh, Apparently you didn't care about me doing this right now, but I'm going to, you know, something to that effect. That's just kind of a bolder, I'm going to take this into my own hands if you're not willing to help at least the proverbial making the move towards that shows a different side of the power of what you're wanting. Right. Because too often in married life, we get caught in this idea of, well, but I've said the words. Now they need to honor them. And yeah, in a perfect world, they would. We don't live in a perfect world. Mm -hmm. Most people are like, yeah, okay, I hear you. And then they just go on about their way because there's something deeper in there that they're not wanting to address, deal with, whatever it might be. Right. Yeah. If you leave it at lip service and you don't follow through with action, that's pretty common in any situation, right? Yep. One of the truisms of married life is um, my words only are as good as the actions that follow them. Mm-hmm. And if I don't have the actions, then I basically teach people, you don't really need to listen to what I say. Yeah. All right. So how do you know when it's erectile dysfunction versus getting in your head? Um, the best way to know that is through a medical doctor and examinations, because you're talking about blood flow issues, that if there are any kind of circulatory issues, that's what Viagra Cialis, mm-hmm. and a lot of those four is they help loose, uh, loosen the blood vessels right. to help the blood flow a whole lot easier to the penile area mm-hmm. and the genitalia. Um, most of what I keep coming across when you're talking about erectile issues, it's anxiety-based more than anything. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it can be both. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes that pill gets you over the hill 
uh, psychologically mm-hmm. to go, okay, I got that little bit. And then you need to be doing the breathing exercises and working on, okay, what am I so anxious about? What's the real hang up here? What's the real concern? What's the real fear? Because mm-hmm. this is one of those things. I don't know what it's like for a woman in any kind of, uh, struggling orgasming where it's like I get right on the cusp and then I can't and then I lose it and then right. you're kind of get back in that cycle again on the next encounter and you there's in the back of your mind's like yeah but what if I get what right to I the edge it? and I can't yeah. get there again it's the same kind of thing for a man in the sense of what about happens what happens when this happens again well I'm curious on that one to dive a little deeper if I don't know if you can compare those two. Well, and and maybe some of the ladies call in to, to say right. one way or another, but the the man's erectile dysfunction is so much different than a woman Absolutely. just not being able. It's it's obvious to both of you. Absolutely. Right? Well, that's why it's, I couldn't think of There's not a clear correlation because a, a woman, frankly, to have sex, mm-hmm. not as much as is required, physically speaking, to have penile vaginal intercourse. Right, right. And that's all I'm, I don't Something's want to go for deeper. sure into, gotta happen. <laughs> right. Right. The, the man's, to, to have penile vaginal intercourse, an erection, at least to some degree, has to occur. Right. To have penetration. Right. So there's, it's it's a different, uh, yeah, they're not apples to apples at all. Yeah. But there's, uh, one of the, one of the struggles is, what about when it happens again? And this is that yeah, anxiety. I, I, I hear what you're saying. Building yeah. on anxiety. And so a lot of times what we have to recognize is how do I tolerate this anxiety to know, okay, when this happens again, I can do this, I can breathe, we can come back to it later, that all of those still are successes. The same kind of approach actually works with people that are struggling with delayed ejaculation issues because you get this point where you got the buildup going, kind of like with the female Uh orgasm, uh and then you lose it. And then it's like... Well, I can try something different. We can back up or we can come back to it later. Right. Some of those can still be completely successful encounters together. Yeah. Because sex and married life is a long game. Right. All right. So how many people talk during sex? Like for affirmation and... Not enough from what I hear in my office. Right. (laughs) That this is where we kind of get into this idea of as clothes start coming off and body parts start becoming displayed possibly mouths get shut as far as vocally and we just fall into a routine yeah and so a lot of times you know if you need affirmation sometimes that can really enhance it as in oh that's great oh you know where there is a little more of a coaching and teaching component of stay right there keep doing that that's perfect I love this, you know, and you can even go a little more crass and crude and colorful, depending on where you are. There's actually in the archives a show called The F Word that we did years ago mm-hmm. <laughs> about words are just words as far as we think of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and in what's in the context of the marriage, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's all of it's communicating. Vocally can really help. Kissing more can actually help too. Schnarch has done in the history, in the past, he's done a bunch of research on kissing seems to go away as married life gets gets further during sex. Yeah. Yeah. But there's less of it. So bring that back into bring it because it that's a different aspect of connection and a deeper connection. Still. So sensual too. So open your mouth. 
and let the words flow at times and see what, it's all experimental to me in a lot of ways. See what works, see what helps, see what doesn't and keep going. All right. So my fiance and I, excuse me, my fiance and I are both virgins with a month left to wait. Any uncommon honeymoon advice? Um, well, so we've done the idea of take your time, breathe, right. ease into it, relax, take your time, breathe, <laughs> ease into it, right. relax, because there's a lot of anticipation. Um, one of the most uncommon ones I would think of right off the bat, this is what you and I talked about mm-hmm. as preparing for this a little bit, was the idea of sex doesn't have to happen on your wedding night. Yeah. It's not this whole big, oh, what a downer if we don't have, I mean, a lot of people have really bad honeymoon experiences because sex does not live up to what they thought or hope Right. because sex is completely different than what we think and hope. I mean, man, we're almost 28 years into this thing. Happy anniversary this week, by the way. Thank you. And there's still times where I'll have an expectation of an encounter with you that it's not going to live up to it <laughs> Be- right. because when we start unfolding, it's like, yeah, I didn't, I don't want that. Actually I want, you know, and it's right. just shifting and recognizing how do I be flexible? So the uncommon one is even if it takes you a day or two or three, or even not even the whole honeymoon, and you just use that as a vacation to just get to know each other on a different level you got the lifetime to have sex. You got all kinds of exploring to do. And I think, I think that probably is an uncommon thing, especially when you're both virgins and you maybe are kind of pretty anxious. It's all kinds of tension. Uh, just, and the first again, time doesn't have to be magical, but it it's can a, be. It's a journey. Well, but it's a journey together. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm learning this. I mean, to everybody in the, in Go the ahead nation. And take lube. Go ahead and take Thank lube you. and for sure do that. So That'll make it joyful. To everybody in the nation, wherever you are as you're listening to this, are you a better lover now than you were five years ago or 10 years ago if you've been in marriage up into the double digits almost? Right. Right? It's just This is where we're learning about ourselves mm-hmm. and each other, and I got a lifetime to explore. That's why it's a great adventure. Right. Okay, next one. Why do men seem to obsess over oral sex? Sometimes it seems like they prefer it. Obviously, that's a broad general statement. but Yes, well, it, oral sex is a, one of those components that um, has a different meaning attached to it. Yeah. Because it's a different taking your, taking you being... I, I'm, I'm just went, I'm stumbling over words. Maybe it's because I'm so... Obs- Never mind. Right. Um, <laughs> it, it, the idea of... Drinking somebody in, mm-hmm. I guess, is one way to think of it. That's one of the phrases I've come across over the years of doing this show. Mm-hmm. That there's something edifying and, and empowering about that that's different than entering into a vagina. Okay. It's, it's a different tenderness. It's a different giving. It's, you know, and, and a lot of these are just all the meanings because, again, the things in life are just things. What really matters are the meanings I attach to those things. Right. Because for some men, oral sex is the coup de gras. And for other, nope. Don't, yeah, it, don't prefer it. Maybe yeah. it's a thing that we do as part of it, but it's not as big a deal to me. And I would rather have something different, you know, or I'd rather do that to you. I don't need it respond, reciprocated to me. You know, so there's, it's, Oral sex is one of those that's a real bonding experience both ways. Can be. 
can be. It, well, and I'm going just on a, on a physical level mm-hmm. because the pheromones that are that are existing, we absorb them most through our nose. It's one of the what's one of the easiest ways to get them and kind and, and and catch into the scent of our partner, if you okay. will. Okay. So there's a component of bonding that comes from oral sex that's different. And so sometimes it's the visual, which most men are really wired and enjoy. Yeah. There's a power to it too that most men and women both can really <laughs> enjoy. To see it as, look, I have the power to provide pleasure in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. So play around with it and see, but then speak up about it as you realize this is a journey for me too. Okay. I'm not as good as it as I hope to be, but I can learn. And it's going to be a little awkward. And sometimes we have to learn to receive too, because that's a whole nother power dynamic that is difficult for people sometimes. Okay. So on that note, when you're talking about breathing it in, Right, and uh-huh. the pheromones. We have a question. What's the best way to stay clean down there? I shower every day. Any suggestions? And this is coming from a fella. Shower every day. Right. <laughs> um, if you wanted, I mean, there is the element you could start to look at uh, what's, how do you want to trim the forest surrounding? Right. Um, you can, there's across the board, right? Some's neat and tidy, some's all the way gone, mm. some's just natural, and mm-hmm. it's across the board. Most of any kind of scent issues that happen in our genitalia, female and male alike, is associated with pubic hair, because just stuff gets caught in there, mm. and it starts Odor. to stink, yeah. and there's odors, and there's mm. different... So just keep it clean and tidy, whatever that means for you, and... If you're concerned about it right before an encounter, well, shower before. There's a lot of couples that I know of mm-hmm. throughout the years of, of doing this job mm-hmm. and having conversations at this level with people um, that part of their foreplay is showering beforehand. Yeah. That they each take turns or they started in the shower together, kind mm-hmm. of cleaning each other, getting prepared. And that's actually the amping up and starting the process. That way they know for sure I'm comfortable He's comfortable or she's comfortable. Let's roll. Right. All right. What is the normal amount of sex per week? Is it weird to have sex multiple times a day? No, I hope not. Um, to have weird, it was weird to have it multiple times. <laughs> but no, it's, um, so all I can give you is averages because normal is one of those things that's like the weather. Right. That it, it's 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 varied according to a lot of circumstances, but that still is in the realm of normal. So I don't like giving edicts. Actually, did this as a question. I think it was ran. I think the Christians who curse sometimes ran it. It was mm-hmm. a Q and A about a pastor gave a couple the advice of healthy sex lives in, entails three to four times a week. That's what makes it healthy. And I'm like, where does that come from? Right, right. To me, that's usually skewed greatly by the deliverer. Yeah. So this couple is feeling totally inadequate because they were only having having sex sex maybe once or twice a week. Once or twice, yeah. Right. So normal, according to what research shows on average, is 56 to 62 times a year. So that's the range of how many people's like a little bit over the week. The way I think about it is, 
it's on average weekly. And then when you're on vacation or you get those weekends away where there could be multiple times, that's what bumps that number up. So but what what's normal for you is how often are you having it? Is it quality? Great. I would focus more on quality, not quantity. Yeah. All right. The husband wants more frequent sex. How do I motivate myself to want it as often as he does? So you ask yourself some questions first and foremost. Um, how am I wired? Am I the kind that I can make a decision and my body will soon follow? Mm-hmm. Do I need to do a lot of prep work? Do I need to be a little more clear to him to say, hey, you get us started. I'll catch up. You know, I think there's an element of just how does it unfold for each of you? Sure. Because there's power in understanding that, that sometimes I don't always have to do the legwork. I mean, I've gotten a lot of mileage with you over the phrase when there's interest in the past about, hey, how about some moderate to mediocre level sex tonight? Right. And you're like, okay, that's not going to require much of me. I, my head can get there. <laughs> right. That's fine. But if it's this whole, ooh, baby, let's do, and it's like this big five act play, yeah. you're like, I don't know if I got the energy for that, right? And so there's a little bit of a level of conversation that can happen around that. Yeah. That's based more on you knowing you more and me knowing me more because there's times where I don't got the energy for all of that. Or, well, I mean, it's a little more lighthearted too, uh, right. which just doesn't feel like any kind of... It's, li- it's a different kind of pressure. Yeah. But it, it is... You can do some things in this arena to... Okay, what if you started trying to dress differently in the things that make you feel alive and sexy and vibrant in the morning as you're Mm -hmm. getting ready for your day? What if you slip on something underneath or even your whole outfit that's kind of geared towards, I want to start this process early and see, because you have to realize the way most people's sexual desires unfold is... Peaks and valleys, if you will, throughout a day. It's not like you just start in the morning, I'm going to have sex, and it's a buildup all day long that just never ceases. Yeah. I mean, we'd get no work done <laughs> right. if that happened in this world. Um, but it's it's recognizing, okay, so I got that thought, and I kind of build on it. And then I get on with my day, and then that thought comes back, and I build on that a little bit more. And it's just little, little peaks mm-hmm. that kind of keep showing up. And so it's learn you, learn him, And come up with a dialogue around that and see if that helps you. Yeah. Okay, so I think um, marital or sex therapy is needed, but my husband is against it. What can I do? Well, so any kind of therapy in my mind, uh, if you're you're at a point in your relationship where you feel like, I think this can be really beneficial for myself, let alone us, then you go for yourself first. And you invite your partner along because that's that idea. We mentioned a couple of questions, several questions ago of words don't mean as much if they're not followed up by actions. Right. So if you feel like there's something I really want to address. And yes, when you're talking about a sex life, you want typically to have your partner to be involved with that conversation mm-hmm. because they have a lot of influence <laughs> over, over that aspect of your relationship, but they don't have full influence. So a good sex therapist would allow you to help examining what's your role, what's your better ways, how are you getting in your own way, some of the different aspects that it's not just about them. Yeah. It's about you too. So address you and then 
invite them along. I love that idea of, I've had this a lot of times with marriage therapy where clients will start, one of them will, well, how do I, how do I bring my wife along? How do I bring my, well, invite them. Ask hey, them. look, I scheduled a session at four with Dr. Allen. I'm going. You are welcome to join me at any time. Yeah. Because if the work is successful, as most of the time counseling can be, they will start to feel the pressure differently. And a lot of times what happens in my case is the spouse will go, I think I want in on that. That things are things are changing and um, that kind of freaks me out a little bit. I need to I want to have a say too, you know. Yeah. yeah. Okay, last one. Is it harmful to discuss sex lives with your friends? <laughs> um well, it depends on the level and quality of your friends. Yeah. And I think there's also an element that you need to be respectful of your relationship first and foremost, as far as your marriage, Mm -hmm. first and foremost. Um, Even you and I doing this show, this can Mm -hmm. be a great example. We have a lot of things of our lives out in the open because of doing this show. Yeah. But we have areas that are off limits to anybody but ourselves Mm -hmm. that we will not talk about. Right. And if there is something I wanted to bring up, because I'll be the one leading the the charge in this kind of a conversation on the show for sure, I will either have run it by you beforehand or I'll be watching you as we're heading into that chat, that uncharted waters to go, okay, we can always edit that out because that's not something you want out there. Or I'll even have times I'll say something going, yeah, no, that isn't, that's ours. That's between us. Because we create a secret part of our relationship that's ours. Yeah. But can you have a time where friends can actually help in a way, in the sense of, I think if you have friends that you can speak about parts of your sex life with, you might get some fun tips or fun stories and it adds a different level of bonding. But a lot of times what we get from that most is we get normalization mm-hmm. of you share something and they're like, you too? Wow, we had that. I couldn't, you know, and it's just, right. you kind of get this idea of, because most of the things that happen in our sex lives that stay under the world of secret, we feel weird. Mm-hmm. Like we're the only ones. and. It's nice to know you're not. Mm-hmm. Well, once again, there's a lot of questions. Oh, my goodness. We didn't even get through half of them. <laughs> did we not? Uh, no, no, we did maybe, I don't know, a quarter okay. of all of them that came in. Well, I love that people uh, regularly have an interest in this aspect of their life, and they're willing to speak up about it. Because knowledge can be power when I use it, mm-hmm. right? Of just being able to get insight. And that's what we want to do here at Sex and Marriage Radio. Is just how do we frame conversations for couples? How do you ask better questions? How do you approach aspects of your life a little bit differently or better? Because as you can probably tell, we're not going to tell you what you do or don't do when it comes to your sex life. Mm-hmm. But you can have conversations about what you want to do or not do and see where that gets you. Yeah. Because we're all in a process of becoming. And the hope is it's an incredible journey along the way. Well, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. If we left something undone or you want us to expand on one of the questions or several of them that we did a little bit more, let us know. Feedback at sexymarriageradio.com, 214-702-9565. We'll see you next time.